make it look like Pretty Outrageous was just filled with lots of mistakes because it was great and I love it and you can go and watch it and download it. But I feel like we learnt an awful lot from that, which set the tone for the next few films. Um, one of the things with the cast, which I did actually have on the first film as well, I used SAG because, you know, you have to do that with your actors. But I used it in a very minimal way and tried to make sure that I could only do for what I needed because you have to pay for studio teachers and the amount of days. And a lot of people gave their time for free, you know, and you're working on such a low budget. So I make sure all the legal things are in place that have yep. to be, uh, which is the producer's head. But also when I was on set for Pretty Outrageous, I remember feeling like I was also having to run ragged and do all these other jobs because you're right, we didn't have as many crew as we'd have liked. So everybody was really participating and really taking on those extra roles, which did mean, as Duncan said, that the quality did go down a bit. There were a lot of things that you didn't, or not that you didn't need to be doing, but someone else could have been doing. Yes. But there wasn't a person to do it. Yes, absolutely. And on that level, we all know that's what we do. And you need to experience that level, I think, to be able to, well, almost have respect for everybody doing their jobs. If I hadn't run around being a PA, if I hadn't run around getting the crafty, if I hadn't run around doing those jobs, then I don't think I would know what was involved with that. And as a director, when you're asking for people to do those things, I'm now able to really understand when someone says they can do it, yes, that's great, and if they say they can't, well, I know that that's not true because you make it happen. And if you're willing to do those things and go through that yourself, you have such a more like better appreciation yes. for what it takes to do each role and you can communicate better with that person because you understand their plight. Like I would yes. never ask anyone to do something that I would not be willing to do myself. Exactly. I was hired to do that role or that exactly. position. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you have to even like step out of your comfort zone and give a little bit towards that person to push them in the right direction if they're worried about something or I don't know very much so and also this this film felt very much like not a school project because that sounds like I'm downgrading it but I was a teacher a mentor a mother on set yeah I was I was having to make sure that everybody was happy yep is that that was a really that is an important element for me yep making sure that people are enjoying their experience when we're at this budget level it has to be an enjoyable experience experience Um, but there were definitely a couple of situations that stick out to me in particular that I I would wish I could have done a different way and therefore learnt from them and we didn't do them on the next set and I'm sure you've got a couple so let's work on those let's discuss those one of the main issues for me was being very aware of um, the time of day in our shots (laughs) because Obviously, you know, if you're suddenly cheating something for night and then it's day and where are those shots coming? So I am so stringent now on trying to work out and remember that because we've both made mistakes on that. But, you know, it's interesting because that is a balance. Like, technically, you should be able to just tell me this needs to be here at this time of day. And as long as you and the script supervisor on top of the consistency of telling me the the correct things... I should be able to, A, in pre-pro, be aware of and be able to work through that with you in the scheduling. I should be taking account of that when I'm going out and location scouting and doing my tech scout. Yeah. Like, those are things that 
I wasn't skilled at yet and we didn't have my time or money for pre-pro exactly. that both prevented us from being able to do them technically correctly. And we almost needed to do them incorrectly so that again we learnt from it. Yep. yep. We've got this one shot which I will show you if you watch it is um, we had to black out the window but ironically actually it should have been the day yep. but I think we blacked it out because it was night yep. and we wanted to make it day so I have no idea what was going through our minds when yeah. we did that I don't remember exactly what happened no. but it was a mix of like both not having the correct information yeah to on my end of things not having the correct equipment and the correct tools to do it like how you would on a proper movie set yeah I should have had duvetine I didn't have a grip. I didn't have an electric. It was me and my AC doing everything. <laughs> how so we did it? I, was I just don't even know. My own very minimal lack of lighting to a fault. Yeah. I was doing myself. There was no yeah. anyone to do that for me. There was no expendables budget. I didn't have money for gels. I didn't yeah. have money for all the little grip pieces and gear and all the tiny things that I use on the smallest of jobs now. I mean, at the time it was just blunt everything. Yeah. And so yeah. it was one of those situations where you're trying to come in and do something correctly and you don't have the tools, you're rushing around to do yeah. it. And it's just, it's a lot of it that fell on me in that circumstance that yeah. if I had known more and we had had pre-pro, I could have gotten ahead on. But at the same time, I don't know how I mean, maybe 50% better, but not 100% better. No, because again, because we didn't have that knowledge. True and money, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just... we were learning and we're constantly learning and going through that process, which is why these sessions are so important because by telling you this now, hopefully you'll be able to jump ahead of these situations, of these problems, because you will look at a script and go, hold on a minute, there actually is no way I can do that for that unless I make sure that everybody is for free. Everybody is aware of what's going on this you know all of these issues that we have experienced have been brilliant because they've taught us this and we're able to impart this knowledge to you guys so everything that we went through again really pulled that pulled us together pulled yep. us through it we learnt stuff uh, that we would not have known if those things hadn't gone wrong I mean I remember that that enjoyment of going on to set each day but I remember the rushing I remember the feeling of that I remember the uh, exasperation of I want to do this better but we can't yep. um, but I also remember which is so important and I spoke about this in session one, is about having fun. It's about enjoying the journey and going through that. And of course, the level we wanted to produce was trying to be the best quality we could. Yep. But still remembering that purpose of enjoyment. Because if you're not going to enjoy these experiences, then, you know, you do wonder, well, why then? Because if you're working in those conditions, it has to be that you get something out of it. Oh, yeah. And we make incredible friendships on these projects, don't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I was just thinking about the fact that James, the sound guy on that one, there's so much I took away from just our friendship and like totally different departments, totally different everything on a technical level. I can't say I learned anything from him in that sense, but as a person and our friendship and like staying in the same room together and doing everything together, yeah. like I treasure and feel like I got a lot out of just being around him for that period of time. Mm. And I still think about a lot of that yeah, stuff and yeah. love it. And it's just like, you can't anticipate that kind of stuff. You no. can't 
prepare yourself to meet like a giant group of people and just like you're going to be together for weeks collaborating and doing everything you never know is someone going to be great to work with someone going to be horrible to work with and you well, have and to and even be now we get open. those those messages from the parents that say oh say hi to duncan say <laughs> you know it, it it's embracing it and i think the humanistic element of these films can sometimes get forgotten about and when we watch that film and I think people who watch it get this feeling of warmth. You can see there's a lot of love in that space. The story's filled with love. The cast is filled with love. You can see the people that put the time in were giving it that love and enjoyment. And it comes across in the scene. Um, so I think all those elements of, even though it was stressful, of us pulling it together with the bare minimum. Now, I will say I did enjoy two cameras. Yeah, I know yeah. they weren't of exactly the same quality and you know that obviously again you learn that when you see it in the edit but the understanding that we could have two going at the same time so that that allowed me to pick up double pacing um, was something that I then took to the next two films actually and I did utilise that Yeah, um, I'd say again I think having money and having the ability to control and doing a lot of what you want gives you the decisions to be like well how many cameras do i want how many angles do i need what do i need to capture like if you're going to do an explosion you're going to do a big like dramatic sequence so that you can only get once even if it's just for the day have four cameras if you can like get as much as possible to get the coverage but then not every conversation and every little setup of every day needs like 10 cameras on it you know so it is one thing where I, when the money and the time is there, love to just do one camera and put all the energy and all the focus yes. and to make that fantastic. But this is a circumstance where if we had even thought about just trying to do one camera, we wouldn't have a film. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just impossible. Like, we would not have gotten no. it. No. Because it's not Absolutely. situations always where it was like, here's the subject, one camera, one camera, both just different versions of the same thing. There was so many times where mm -hmm. we were shooting two completely different things and giving ourselves options and abilities. Yeah. To cut yes, around. Yeah. And there were times where we only had two takes of something and yeah. we had to get it done because again, well, the lack of permits, the speed we were and going And actually, at, I do that you know. quite a lot. I often don't take very many takes and that hasn't changed that much. I still like to think to myself, it's three or four takes. I understand for safety and I understand to get that better performance. But generally, if I've got a clear idea in my head, it's kind of worked. Well, if it's good, it's good. Exactly, exactly. Although the actor sometimes likes the odd extra uh, take. <laughs> but I think for us to have experienced what we did to then take that into the edit you know which is what we'll talk about now with post uh is is interesting to show how all those elements contributed to how we got to where our film was something that we could actually sell 